0: what is going on everybody welcome into the hump day hotline my name is joe miller you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired this is my co-host what's up it's jay Spencer king go bills. go bills go bills what's up what's oh, up bills bills mike? Mike we are live with a very loud intro music i apologize everybody this <laughs> is a live show and i don't have control of what's coming out of that speaker over there it just is what it is but it's hump day hump day mike mike, day. Mike, mike. Mike, mike mike what's up man uh, I'm doing great. So I'm sitting here next to you. You are. Which is fantastic uh, just because you are in town.
1: Yeah. So the Sons of Buffalo have Wait, returned. Wait. Before we go any further though cuz you 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 I just want to – so everybody. So Joe, I love this guy. I want you all to know how much I love him. But I also uh I got to I got to make a presentation before we go before we get into anything. Roger. I love my guy Joe so much that I brought him a gift. This is not a gift. I brought him a gift. <laughs> this is not a gift. <laughs> Joe lost a bet and he got to wear this Patriots Cam Newton jersey real quick. You want me to wear it now? That was the bet. You have to wear it during Hump Day. That, that Yo, you got, hump no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead and uh, throw that thing on. I can intro this while you're getting dressed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hump Day Hotline live in Buffalo, New York. Actually, in Orchard Park, across the street from the stadium. Yeah, Joe, see, Joe's a man of his word. Joe is a man of his word, so he has to be embarrassed this show. It'll fit you. I know you're buff, but at least let let me get the picture of it. I need the picture. (laughs) So listen, we got a good show today. We got a packed show. Um, We're going to be talking about, we're going to actually, we can talk a little bit about the Patriots. You know, it's the division time, but (laughs) how how does it feel? How does that feel? You look good.
0: (laughs) It feels like I have indigestion.
1: (laughs) And I don't think it was the food we ate. I think it's the clothes that I'm wearing. (laughs) No, man, you look good. You look good. Make sure y'all get pictures of this. I need pictures of this everywhere. Thank you.
0: Definitely don't need pictures of this. (laughs) Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Humpty Hotline, uh, both live on YouTube, Facebook and Twitter, as well as this will drop as a podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network tomorrow being Thursday. Uh, Welcome into the show. My name is Joe Miller. As I said, this is Jay Spencer King. We are Super Chat Live. So if you are watching us on YouTube, please do us a favor. This is going to be one of those shows where we're going to talk, uh, and but it's going to be difficult to get our, our attention because I'm, I'm doing everything from a laptop over here. So if you are looking to get a question and get a comment in, whatever, uh, please super chat us so that I see it. And if I miss it, I apologize ahead of time. But uh, we're excited. So where do we want to start? So what I've got is uh, topics for us this evening. And uh, the first one. Uh, the Bills have announced the captains for this year. What what were your thoughts as far as the, the I, I think there was
1: only, were there any surprises? I guess that's what I would ask you. Not surprises. More so, I thought that it was like, it's about time that Stefan Diggs, you know, was able to, to get recognized in that way. I think, I think even though, like, obviously he had a reputation from outside the locker room from other people that he was a diva or that he was whatever. The thing is, he's been an elite player. He's been a leader. Last season, you saw this guy come in here and the entire team, offense and defense, said we worked harder because Stephon Diggs brought a level of energy in here that we just weren't used to. That's a captain. So I'm happy that he was able to get that recognition. Um, I'm not shocked that I know some people are probably disappointed because they thought Taiwan Jones was a cut candidate. <laughs> well, Reed Ferguson. Reed Ferguson was cut. Reed Ferguson it was, was cut. it is a captain. Yeah, but, but it was more of a, a gentleman's agreement. That wasn't a real cut, you know. He was cut on the books, but the team knew he wasn't going anywhere. But
0: yeah, he, he just got a paid day. Well, an unpaid day off, basically, right. is what it comes down to. But uh, no, I I, I I enjoyed what Stefan Diggs actually said about just the situation as well. When he talked about, I was, because they asked him about his time as a Viking and being a good teammate and what it means and coming here. And he said, I was a good teammate. I was always a good te- teammate until I wanted to do something different. Then all of a sudden, he became a bad teammate. Mm-hmm. And I think what's funny about that is it wasn't necessarily his, his personification of himself. He felt it was he was being labeled as a bad teammate, right? So he was being labeled both by probably the team, probably some other players, clearly the media. Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel that – I don't want to say that it would go to his head. Do you feel that this changes his – just the way that he interacts? Like last year, he was leading as not, – not as a captain, but as obviously a wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. When you, get, when you get the position, right, so now he's got the position of a captain. And clearly we don't know how much these words captain means. You know, uh, Rex Ryan made a, a – ca- every single week, yeah. whatever opposing team he played, he found a player that we had on the team that used to play for them and made them a captain. So right. they're, the captain really didn't matter, the captain C. You know, hockey, the captain C, is a big deal. Right? Do you think this is something that could potentially go to his head or do you think that he'll – handle it the way that he should.
1: No, with, with Diggs, at least, it looks like to me, especially the response that he gave about it, um, it seems like he's proud of himself. It seems like he this was something that it may not have been a, a a goal that he talked about a ton, but it's definitely something that he's like, no, I deserve in my mind and in my heart, I should be a captain. And, you know, I, before we went live there, I just complimented you about like how you take responsibility for everything. The thing is, I feel like this is going to be something for him that it's like having a kid. Um, you know, you you birth – so he's been working so hard to get this, and now he finally birthed the position of being a captain on the team. So now I feel like he's going to take his leadership to the next – like he's going to be like, okay, no, I have, to, I have to represent properly. I have to lead by example. I have to play hard every – and not that he doesn't. I don't think I've ever seen a snap where he didn't play hard. But I think now it's like, no, I have to play hard, and we're going to win. And we have – That's what I hope, and that's what I feel like is gonna come out of this because that's how he responded to it. And really, that's how he's responded to everything. In Minnesota, he responded that way. Then when he left, he came to Buffalo. Everybody, like you said, everybody talked all this stuff about him, like he was the worst guy in the world. And then guess what? He responded by leading the league in yards and receptions. You know, he responded by having the best relationship with his quarterback than anybody on like I don't see anybody in the league, and there's good relationships, don't get me wrong, but I don't see a quarterback and a wide receiver have this relationship around the league right now. I just don't. I see a lot of decent ones. Like, I do. I see friends. I see the way they joke. I do not see those guys wrestling on the practice field like Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. There was a moment in that scene where he took him down, and I was like, no, don't take <laughs> right. him down. Don't tackle him. Don't. And, and, I, and even for stuff like that, it's not like a super physical thing, but. I remember a guy jumping and dancing for a celebration of a sack and tore his ACL. So I'm with you. Like, no, don't get off of Josh. Get off of Josh. Like, put that guy in bubble wrap, like, right now. Sure. So there were there were real no surprises. And to be honest with you, as it
0: pertains to the captains that they selected, I don't even know that there was one that I would have selected over. Like, Tyler Menekevich, right? I mean, mm-hmm. all of them were. Reed Ferguson, they were all the right guys. Like, I don't know that there was somebody that, that was like, well, maybe Trey. Trey might've been the only guy, but I mean, you can't argue with Tremaine Edmonds. You can't argue with any of the guys that were out there as far as who they trucked out there. Was there anybody that maybe you thought could have been deserving that didn't get it?
1: Um, Well, to be honest, I think we have a team full of guys that could be captains. You know, I don't think we have 53, but I think we have a team full of guys. Like, I think, honest to God, man, you could, you could make a case for, you can make a case for anybody right now, man. Like, our team is so deep when it comes to to leadership. We don't have we have rookies now, but we have a ton of guys that's been in the league that's done it at a high level, and they're professionals. So honestly, man, you could you could have made Emmanuel Sanders a captain, and I wouldn't have blinked an eye.
0: No, that probably would have made sense too. I mean, other than being obviously a one year player, right?
1: right. But, but I'm just saying, like the the quality of person he is, the type of player, the leadership value or, or qualities that he have. For sure, I could have seen him being a captain. I could have seen you know, on defense other than, you know, let me see. You can go down the line in a way. You can say Jerry. You can say, you know. Jerry, For yeah, that's probably one. You know, you can say Jerry. If you look at it differently, I know Tremaine, and that's my guy, so I'm not taking it from. You could have said Matt Milano could have been a, a captain. You know, he's a leader in his own way, and the, the way the team, you know, the way they, they follow him and react to him on the field, he could absolutely be a captain. So I just think the team is a, in a blessed situation because you look to see how it's built and Sean McDermott told the truth. When players come here, they become the best versions of themselves. And because of that, you got guys that's been here two, three years and they've, they've become the best version of themselves. And now they could absolutely all be captains. Like there's a, there's a ton of guys that could be captains on this roster. And it's amazing to say for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into the Humpty hotline
0: in the Buffalo rumblings multicast network brought to you by the market dominator and the market dominator is in the room tonight uh so you get to hold this so ladies and gentlemen i talk about the market dominator all the time on my show the overreaction uh post game show uh but if you are in the market to purchase or sell a home this is the dude you want to call so i've used john john is here uh -hmm. in the house uh, and uh, actually, for those of you that didn't come live tonight, John actually is uh, everything's on John tonight. So See, you missed out. Missed out. <laughs> Not only did you miss out on meeting me and Jay Spence, you missed but out, you, but you missed out big time. Yeah. Uh, and uh, special thanks to all the uh, Bills Mafia. This is like a who's who a Bills yeah. Mafia in the room tonight. Like we got some big timers like, here, big time Bills Mafia Twitter folks. But if you are in the market to buy a home or sell a home, and especially especially sell a home, and you want to get that house sold, call John. Uh, and his team at five seven zero three two nine eight. That number again, five seven zero three two nine eight. I tell John, you what,
1: John will answer his if phone. If you if you call John to sell a home, this is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And, he does that.
0: And the good news is, it's gonna happen at the right price, and that's what it's all about. But we are at O'Neal's Stadium Inn, right across the street from the stadium, and you can't see it. But Highmark Stadium is, is behind us, uh, and they've got the lights on. It's beautiful. Uh, actually, I can't light, wait. The lights are off now. <laughs> nope, the lights are still on. So I can't they,
1: wait for Sunday.
0: So we were outside on the deck, uh, the beautiful deck that they've got here at O'Neill's, and we were actually kind of wondering what they're doing over there. So our only guess is, is that they're over there right now probably setting up for Sunday, right? Yeah. So media stuff, television, CBS is in town, right, getting all that stuff kind of
1: set up. So Did you but, notice that we're – well, I know you noticed it. So we're, we're actually, like, for the 1 o'clock game Sunday – we're the game that's going to be on for most of the nation. Um, so pretty much I know Arizona has the Arizona and the Tennessee game. And then um, there's a couple markets South that has a game going on. But other than that, everybody in the country is watching the bill. So no, it's not a primetime game. It's not 8 PM, but what it is, is um, you look, it, you want it lower. So John, if you go to the back of that speaker, <laughs> but all the way at the bottom is the master volume. turn turned on a little bit, but like I said, it's not a, it's not a primetime game. But the first Sunday of the season, the Bills' eyes are on most of the country. So, yeah, it's not considered a primetime game. Guess what? That's where we are. Yeah,
0: it's, it's funny because the word disrespect has been being thrown around this week, which is strange to me. It was in the pressers. You know, how do you motivate yourself now that there's as much disrespect? Blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't know where you fall on that because to me, the disrespect motivator thing, and I know it's a big, big, it's a big Bill, Bill Belichick thing as I'm sitting here wearing this trash Patriots jersey. <laughs> The only good thing about this jersey is Cam Newton's no longer on the football team, which is funny to me, but we could talk about that probably later. But there's an air of confidence with this football team right now. Does it concern you at all, just the way that they talk, the the feeling? feeling, As much as Josh Allen says, I've been paying attention to what people are saying, I don't really know, there's even an air of confidence inside of the things that he says. Is there a point where the confidence can be too great or maybe the confidence is too high and you can take yourself to be a little bit more than you are?
1: Well, uh, to be honest, I don't think he's talking overly confident. Honestly, I feel like he sounds the same as he did last year. It's not just him. It's all of them. Because they well, were asking him all the similar questions. I, right. And um, I guess I started with Josh. But the thing is, I feel like like last last offseason, before going into the season, I think it was Levi or it could have been um, – it was one of our, our secondary members. And he's like, no, we really it this year. Like he said it in the presser. He's like, no, I'm telling you, all we the real deal, man. And Josh is slinging that thing. And he he came out then and said, "No, oh, we're gonna be good, man." And I think I think what it comes down to it it changes from being um, and because you tell me this about myself and people have told me this about myself when you when you want to be humble and you try to you don't see yourself as like whatever level these guys are elite they they play on the highest level for the thing that they do and when that happens um, it, it's pretty easy to tell like no I'm, I'm elite man I'm doing this and I think they're they're hitting that stride where it's not cocky. It's not like they're they they did not down anybody else. They like they're not saying oh the Steelers are trash and, and we're better. We're so it's more so a confidence like no, I believe in our team now. We have the team to do this, we have the coach to do this, to do this, we have the the front office. They're just confident in where, where the team is going. So I honestly, I don't I don't feel anywhere like I I love it. I personally wish they would have a little more swag. I I grew up with the Deion Sanders like right, right. right. So to me, I want to see some prime time. I want I want Trey to come out like man, but that's not who our team is. That's not the identity. For
0: sure. For sure. So the injury report came out today, and uh, on that injury report, Isaiah McKenzie, uh, there was there was four or five people on it, but the, the important ones we're going to talk about, Isaiah McKenzie, well, Emmanuel Sanders was on it with a foot, which I told you some in- inside information about Emmanuel Sanders a couple weeks ago. We'll leave that kind of just between us. <laughs> uh, but Isaiah McKenzie practiced in full, and uh, Sean McTurbin said that he should be good to go. It shouldn't be a problem. And then uh, Starla Tulale has not practiced yet this week. As we record this tonight, it's Wednesday, hump mm-hmm. day. Uh, star missing from this football game could be a problem.
1: Yeah. Matt Perino um, reported that he's trending on the up. And he said that um, Friday's practice obviously is the most important, you know, it's the most important. So the way I see it, but he's um, been in this defense forever. Right. And this is where I'm at. I feel like it might be one of those things where he's like, He could go if the game was today. I feel like he could go. And I feel like because he's been in this defense and he was in this defense before it was even in Buffalo. Like the defense was in Carolina and he was in it. So I feel like they're not worried about him knowing what he's supposed to do. It's more so about, okay, no, literally, we don't even want you to practice. Take these couple days. You don't need any type of physical act. Just chill. We'll see you. We'll see you Sunday. Let's do this.
0: You know, I agree. I agree 100 percent. There's there's an aspect to him even if he didn't practice this week, I still think they could insert him into the lineup on Sunday, and mm-hmm. he would just—he would be just fine. They're not doing anything different. I mean, what his position and his role is uh, as as a one technique, it's just—it's just—he it's, knows what he's got to do. He's going to suck up blockers and allow Ed Oliver to be free. Obviously, allow Tremaine to be free, and hopefully, you know, we're going to see, you know, the two, especially Greg Rousseau, the, the, you know, but the the you know Jerry Hughes, the defensive ends on that rookie offensive line for the for the Steelers, which we'll get into in a second. However, let's let's talk about it in the negative. So he can't play. Right. How much of an effect do you think it's gonna be on this defense if he is not available?
1: See, that's the that's the concerning part because last season, before the season started, when I when Starr decided to opt out, myself and there was a there was a handful of people that said, like, hey he 's really that good, and he really matters to the team that much and everybody 's like star doesn 't matter he, he, the, the stats don 't show and this that and third and then you noticed how the run game wasn't at, or the defensive run game wasn 't as effective. You noticed how jerry hughes wasn 't getting to the quarterback, and you noticed how like you, you noticed these things when star wasn 't there. And Ed Oliver was playing out of position. So are we going to start the season off again where Ed is playing out of position or I know Harry's going to be
0: Harrison Harrison. Yeah. Harrison
1: was on their injury report as well, but he he, he practiced fully. So, but what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is though, like, yeah, Harry's there. They're going to, the team rotates. So what I'm saying is like, even still, you're going to have players rotating in positions that they're not supposed to be in. And if that's the case, even if it's just, you only need one play to be out of position. So my concern is that the rush defense looks like last season, my concern is that we're going to give up yards on the ground. Don't forget what you're going to say. But to that point, do you have a varying amount of concern
0: as it pertains to just what we saw in preseason? Because what we saw in preseason was very much anything between the 20s, they pretty much let happen. Yeah. I'm not saying they didn't try to tackle guys, but there was very much a between the 20s. It, it was the bendiest, but don't break defense ever, especially against the Packers. And I said on my show after the Packers game, there was the, the worst, the best worst defense I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a great way to put like it. Like, they shut them out. But there was a lot of time in that game where it was like, what is going what on?
1: What the heck is happening here?
0: Yeah. Do you have a level of concern that, like, we're going to see a lot of that? I mean, I clearly that's what the scheme is. Clearly that's the design of
1: this defensive football Whoa, team. Well, no. So Between the 20s, take whatever you want. But that was last season. I feel like two years ago, two years, and I, I get it, Star was there. Again, things were a little different. I feel like two years ago, you saw Trey being, a sh- even though people say he isn't, you saw Trey shutting people down. You saw him shut sides of fields I mean, that was, down. That was because of the production of the defensive line, which, which we did is, not have last year. Right, so, which is why I'm saying, like, that's what I'm expecting for the season. But if Starr isn't ready to go and if Starr can't play, then, yeah, I have a concern. But you mentioned the rush, the run defense, which, by the way, Najee Harris, who, you know, we don't know what Najee's going to be. Damn. Right,
0: I think he's going to be good. I think <laughs> nah, he's going to be. <laughs> I think he's going to be good, but they do have four rookie offensive linemen on that on that offensive line for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that he can't make people miss. He had a decent preseason, but if this defensive line or the, if this front seven or, or, or you know if, if, if the front seven can't be what they need to be, they could be in trouble. And a lot of that is predicated on star in that position. And can Harry fill his shoes?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't want to say Harry can't do it. Because I, I think, um you know, he's gotten better. and But the thing is, we don't really know what Harry is. And and as much as we all love Harry, he's a great guy for the community. So there's nothing negative to say about him. But we haven't seen him. You know, he's been injured a year and a half now. So a full season, then half a season the last time. So when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, well, what do we really have in Harry? And he, he looks good. He's slimmed down. He has muscle now. He's not, okay. But can he do what Star does? Can he... Can he really? He looked good before he got injured. I think it was the Ravens game a year and a half ago. Bengals, Bengals game. I was here for that actually. He, me too. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> he looked good. He looked good up until that point. But then he's out. And then, trust me, somebody. Josh is on TV. Look at that on ESPN. Um, <laughs> as a guy who who recovered from an ACL injury, you're not really okay the first I think year. It was double. I think and that's both. the thing. He he did it to both. So what star are we going to get? The team seems to be confident. The, the team is comfortable. But I don't know, man. I, I I really want Star to be available. Yeah,
0: I I, I, I I clearly we don't have insider access. We don't know, and neither do the beat reporters know why he's not practicing. As far I mean, he I, I don't know if it did not participate it means he wasn't even in a red jersey doing working you know working out on his own. Unless you've heard something I didn't hear. Did he hurt it in the preseason game? Have we gotten information? I don't I don't know. Do you have any information? Does anybody here know what happened? What happened to when he got hurt? Anybody? Bunch of the, to, I, I don't know. By the way, there's a ton of podcasters in the room, so that's yeah. why I was asking. The shout room.
1: out to Pat Moran. where Pat going. Pat Moran.
0: Robbie's here. Yeah. Shout
1: out to Pat. My uh, girl Tia T- Stell is in the here. building. <laughs> All the podcasters are up in the here. Chop Up Crew is here besides Sterling because he's still lame for being out of town. Shout out to the Chop Up Crew. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's a who's who thing going on tonight. A lot of fun. So, so
0: yeah. Other than that, as far as. uh just injury goes, there's really not a lot there. But uh, this is something that was fun that I wanted to talk about with you. Uh, the growth of Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. And we're continuing to see him mature, uh, not only as a player, but as a leader. Yeah. Um, what? What? Just from a preseason standpoint, what has kind of stuck out to you from what you've watched in preseason so far? Obviously, he did not play in, in game one, game two. He played in game three uh i'm sure you've seen a lot of the footage i know you were not able to come to any of the open practices Mm -hmm. of which i can tell you he did whatever he wanted to do i said that on our show right um whatever he wanted to do against and you watched him do it in the preseason game if if he if he wanted to sit in the pocket and throw he sat in the pocket and throw if he got flushed he got flushed and he threw it like he just did whatever he wanted to do what have you seen from him so
1: far and i guess what are your expectations this year and then we'll talk about the leadership piece so to be honest i think um it took me a while to really be okay with having this take because I feel like a lot of times we get accused of being homers because we love the people we love. I'm clearly not. I'm wearing a Patriots jersey. Well, I mean, you lost a bet and you're a man of your word. You wouldn't, ne- under normal circumstances. Can I take this thing off yet? <laughs> no, you lost a bet, dude. Come on. <laughs> you can take it off. I love you, man. You did it. You got pictures already, right? All right. We got the pictures. You can take it off. We're good. We're good. But Um, What I what I see from Josh and what I expect from Josh, honest to God, I think he's going to improve again. I think I don't I'm not saying like his his completion percentage is going to go to 90 percent. I'm not saying he's going to be the guy that's going to thank you. um, You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I'm the guy that won't draft
0: AFC East players of opposing teams in a fantasy draft, let alone where there are.
1: There's we got receipts. (laughs) <laughs> we have receipts. It's going. A matter of fact, it's going to be the profile picture. I'm i I'm i am I'm gonna check that down real quick, and that's it. But look, hard pass. <laughs> but the thing is, I, I like I said, I, I think that Josh is actually. Um, I think he's gonna improve again. I really do. I think Josh is at the place where, um, you know, it's year four. He's been in the same offense for all this time. He has the same players, with the exception of Emmanuel Sanders, and now digs for year two. But for the majority of Everything else, like everybody around him, is guys that he's been with. So he has a real connection, a real relationship with these guys, and it it looks like for everything that I've seen. So I watched, I rewatched the film. He's doing all the little things that would have put him over the top last year. So like, like literally, he was missing on those swing passes. He was, mi- and, and it's crazy because you you could hit it, he could hit it on a rope sixty yards down the field, but then like. He's missing the swing. He's missing the outlet. Now he's hitting, and not only hitting him, he's looking for him. So, like, he's going through his progressions quicker. And and if he doesn't find him, hey, here Moss, here Singletary, here Beasley, and he's just getting it out. And I'm gonna tell you, at the the moment that Josh realizes, and I think he's, I think that moment is now. The moment that Josh realizes, like, hey, I literally can do what I want, but I don't have to. I can do what they give me. I think he's beyond the point of knowing that he can do whatever he wants
0: yeah yeah like so the open practice the second open practice and there were several people in the room tonight that were at the second open practice he literally it didn't matter what the defense did it didn't yeah, yeah. matter if they broke free it didn't matter if they didn't break free he literally was just throwing darts around the football field it was it was something to watch for a guy and i know you've been to a lot of training camp practices as well you know i've seen ej i've seen jp jp bossman yeah. in practice i've seen all these guys kyle orton and you know, Kelly Holcomb and Trent Edwards, it was just different. It was just a different level of command, which speaks to the comments that he had in his presser yesterday, which were, they asked him about running plays and calling plays, and it actually was a, it was, a, it was a question that was piggybacked off of another question, but the question was basically, you know, what do you feel about the, you know, do you have a say in the plays that are called? And he said, I used to be a people pleaser. So it used to be that, you know, when the plays were called, I would do my best to execute it because I wanted to do what my coach wanted me to do. However, now mm-hmm. if I don't love the play,
1: I ain't, we ain't doing it. It's over.
0: Which to me, that speaks incredible volumes. Like I don't know that we've had a quarterback in, in that uniform live that like live that way since 12 was being worn. Yeah. Like and 12, 12 was the offensive coordinator back then. And and since then, it's been very much
1: everybody's on the leash. I have a take from a few months ago that on a hump day hotline that we did together where I said to you. To me, the next step that Josh has to take is the mental aspect to where he's able to not just audible, but where he has control of the offense. And it sounds very much like in these in these pressers, man, it sounds like this is just. Jo- yeah. Brian Dayball is the he's the mastermind behind the the plays and, and how they're drawn up. But it also sounds like Josh is very involved in in drawing like. Look, this is what works for me. This is what makes me comfortable. This is what makes me happy. And it sounds like we're going to see when he goes up to the line if it's not what he wants it to be, he's going to I'm excited to see Josh take full control of the playbook and the team. And I think that's what's happening this year.
0: No, I I I I can't agree any more than what, with with you than what you just said. There's 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 just a different command of the offense that he has now. Mm-hmm. Um it's an Aaron Rodgers-esque command. Yeah. Right? It's a Tom Brady-esque command. It's just a different and when quarterbacks get into that echelon of command of their offenses and and the connection that they have to their offensive coordinators it just puts the offense on a totally different level and you're talking top 3 top 4 top 5 there's not a lot of quarterbacks like I don't I don't think Kirk Cousins lives in that Kirk Cousins lives in that world right I don't there's there's a lot of quarterbacks out there that don't live in that world there's very very few that do the question I guess I have for you is what's going to happen if what we expect to happen happens which is Brian Dable is no longer here next year. So how does that change if a new offensive coordinator comes in? Do you find a guy to adapt to this system? Or do you find a guy that comes in with a whole new system? And Josh Allen is now trying to learn a new system. Is it
1: the guy that's already out there? No, I think that's already on the team. I think now we're at the point where, so for instance. Does Does he have the say? That's, that's I think, the guy I want? I think he has to say. So, uh, not even the guy. It could be any – they could hire me right now as an offensive coordinator. Seriously, that this is how confident I think Josh is not, at this not, point. Not Cam Jersey. Hey, I got on digs right now. You know what I'm saying? He had on the Cam the night. But, <laughs> but the thing is, honestly, I think after four years in that offense and now taking control of the offense and him saying, no, if the play don't work for me, we're not running it. It's his team now. It's his offense. So he has another year with, with Dayball to – you know to learn it a little bit more and to master it more next year when he's gone it's going to be if, the Peyton if, Manning effect if, if he's gone he's gone he should have been gone this year he should have been the nfl's a weird place dude i mean you're, talking, you're
0: talking about a league where you know uh, russell wilson has never gotten an mvp vote like it's the nfl's
1: a weird place it's i love russ the thing is though around week 12 13 his play just falls it just it just falls off a cliff and when that happens it's a full season thing, and really, it's the end of the season where people really vote, because that's that's the recency bias. It's like, oh, Josh closed the year out like this. And Aaron Rodgers closed and the did. year out like this, and that's why they get the votes. If you, if you play great for 14 weeks, and then the last three weeks of the season, you're, you know, it's not going to go the right way. So that's what happens with Russ every year, and unfortunately, um, you know, marry Sierra or not, it just doesn't work. You don't get MVPs for who you marry, and hey – he 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 got to put a full season together. I think back to Josh. I think Josh is doing it to this to this point now. I think now he can hire any offensive coordinator, and the offense will look the same. Peyton Manning. I'm not saying Josh is Peyton Manning, so please don't kill me and saying oh he's comparing. I'm not. What I'm saying is when you get to the place of comfort in an offense, and when you take control of an offense like that, it's no longer about like think about no. think about Tom Brady's offense.
0: Literally, he's gonna walk in and be like, these are the place I run.
1: These are my plays you going to get credit for it on your resume. That's what it is. Adam Gase, we're talking to you. We're talking about Adam Gase and with with Peyton Manning. We're talking about you look at the players um or not the play. Look at the coordinators that were really McDaniels or Daniels, but look at look at New England. How long has Tom Brady been prior to leaving? He was there and how many coordinators did they go through? But the offense looked the same. Well, it was Josh. I mean the majority of it was Josh McDaniels, but he did leave for a while and then I right. came back. But- so I mean, but is that really McDaniels? Cuz if that's the case like you just switch the quarterback. I know they had some um some success with, with Matt when he was when um when Brady got injured. Castle. Yeah, they went 11 and 5 that year and missed the playoffs, which is crazy. But it wasn't the same, the team didn't look the same. When you have when you have a quarterback to that level, it doesn't matter. Dude, I'm telling you, they could hire me or John right now. So what you're saying is John's past check, we're the living dumb, We're living in wildest Streams land with Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> We are. Wildest dreams land with Josh Allen because, I'm sorry, I'll just laugh because it was like the most, I didn't see it coming. I'm sorry. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. You're welcome. You say welcome. what? We do have the MVP this year. Josh Allen is going to be the MVP. Oh. And there's and a Nancy. They're talking about Mitch, right? Mitch Trubisky? Nick, the Nickelodeon, yeah, valuable. Play. We have a great backup. And, I, I, and I've and i been vocal about because people have been saying we need to trade, you know, get something back for him and do this and do that. Why? I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. And if Josh Allen gets injured for a game, two games, you want somebody to come in that can still win you a game. And Mitch Trubisky has one game. He has a winning record for his career in Chicago. Say that again. Mitch Trubisky. That's a winning record. A winning record. Yes. I'm yes. not saying he's like, you know, but he has a winning record. He has. A, there's a reason why a lot of people compared the two quarterbacks. They have a lot of similar traits. They're not the same. Josh is by far better. He's by far better. But Mr. Bisky has a lot of things that reminds you of Josh Allen. Now he has the he has the opportunity to learn under Brian Dayball. He has that. He didn't have that in in Chicago. They didn't have a good coordinator. Now they had Robinson. They had some good guys out there at receiver, but they didn't have digs. They didn't have, you know, Beasley is the best or second best slot receiver in the league, regardless of who you talk to. If somebody says he's not the top two, it's only because they either don't like him personally or they don't watch football. Or they have COVID issues. Beasley is the second or first best slot receiver in the league. Bill's Mafia that want him cut, dude. I'm just saying. But. And the fact that Bill's Mafia – the fact that Bill's Mafia will want to cut, like, an elite player off your team. Yeah. Thank the Lord Jesus that not God, Man. <laughs> Anthony's spitting facts. Yeah, he's spitting facts yeah. right now because – because I'm going to tell you what, it's insane to think. I mean, it's the same. And we don't have to get into it because, you know, I get passionate about it. But it's the same conversation with Tremaine Edmonds. Like, we're talking about you don't want to give a fifth-year option to a guy yeah, the, that. The hard part about Tremaine Edmonds
0: to me is the people that say that crap about not wanting to give him this fifth-year option. How long are we going to wait? Mm-hmm. All these things. Turn right around. And literally, the next sentence, say, I'm
1: all in on Dawson Knox. And I'm ready to wait as long <laughs> as it takes. And Dawson Knox, I was, I was on a show. Actually, it was the Code of Conduct last night. I did, like, a divisional code. And they were asking me about the tight end position. I'm like, look, Dawson is awesome. He'll make a he'll make a one handed catch with five guys draped all over him. And then the next play, he's wide open on a slant route and drops it. And there's nothing in front of him but green grass. And he could literally run to Mexico with nobody touching him. And but it's just it's so frustrating. We don't have that problem with bees. The only problem with Cole Beasley is
0: every time he catches a ball and gets tackled, he comes up and his helmet is all, like, cockeyed. <laughs> I feel like he needs to, like, get a tighter strap or, like, a, get a helmet that fits, man. Come on. He definitely needs something. But as far as Josh Allen goes, I mean, it's just – so. Bruce, I know you're a part of the conversation, but Bruce and I, Bruce Nolan and I, very and Bruce tweeted it this week, mm-hmm. very much agree, and we're on, on board with just the idea that I don't need to see more from Josh Allen to know that he's worth the $300 million that they paid him. If I get 2020 Josh Allen forever for the next 8 years, he's earned his 300 million in my eyes. I don't need better than what I've got. But can this kid actually be better? I mean, I are we seeing another you had, you know, uh real Mike Rob on your show and he was on Good Morning Football today and yesterday just pining on about Josh Allen yeah. and about the growth and about what he's seen and how he's going to be so much better. It's just hard to fathom.
1: I think he can get better, and I, I mean, I think he is better. I know we haven't seen it; it's, the, it's not the season yet. But the preseason, what we saw, I know some of the starters for Green Bay wasn't playing. I get that, but what I did see from Josh was a very calm, in control person. Um, there were times that, like that third and twenty touchdown that he threw, like uh, it was that second. It was third and twenty
0: one. He threw a thirty one yard touchdown. Yeah, like. It was very reminiscent of the Denver Broncos game uh, touchdown that he threw to touchdown Jesus, the difference being preseason. But that play was specifically pointed out in his top, like, number 10 slot for top 100 players in the NFL. Did you right, see? right. Which they were talking about the fact that, like, I don't remember who the defensive back was from the from the Broncos, but he was like, I saw Josh's eyes. I'm paraphrasing. He's like, I saw Josh's eyes. I saw his motion, and I knew I could make a play on the ball. And then the ball went by me so fast, <laughs> I didn't have a chance.
1: <laughs> and it's, and, and I think, um, I forget who said it. I was watching somebody and they're like, look, he, he threw that thing on a rope. Like it was like eight yards off the ground and it didn't go higher than that. And it just made both, it. Th- I think both, it was Steve both, Tasker. Both both said games, that said And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, when you, when you see him now, okay. Both games, but in comparison, if you look back again, this is preseason now. So I get it. The, the one we just saw when you watch Josh now, it was a completely different level of confidence, Josh. Like he's standing there and it didn't matter what was going on around him. Like he literally wasn't phased at all. When Josh Allen had that game against Denver, there were a couple plays there where it would be like, Oh, no, no. Okay. Let me move. And it's like, now, now you can tell he's moving when he feels like it. Like now it's like, okay, I'll run. (laughs) I want some yards this play. I'm going to do this. And, but, but it looks like now he's the quarterback. He's not the, he's not the runner who can play quarterback. He's not that. Remember when he first came in and people were like, he should switch the tight end and he should switch. Remember, I don't don't remember anybody saying I I have. I have proof. That's why I did the show last year during the playoffs when he played when we played the Ravens. I said not bad for a tight end and running back because everybody's told Lamar he should switch to a running back. back. And Josh was supposed to be tight end. And to me, like he was raw. He came out of Wyoming with no NFL, not none, because Tanner Gentry was clearly there, but. You know, it wasn't the same level of caliber players that other quarterbacks have in college. So your teammates just wasn't the same. It takes time to grow. Now, now talk stuff about my man Josh. Talk about Josh like he ain't the top. He should talk about him now.
0: It's it's gonna be interesting to see what where this progression takes him, where his floor will be,
1: where his ceiling will be, kind of where he ends up, right? It's 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 what do you feel? What do you think he's gonna do for the season? Like so if you could and I know it's hard. We have an extra game.
0: He's going to eclipse 5,000 yards this year. So it was 4,500 last year, right? I mean, it's to me, that number ticks up. And then there's a, there's a 17th game upon it. So I think his rushing numbers come down. I think his rushing touchdowns are still there because he's still the best rushing weapon we have in, like, inside the five. So he's going to get his rushing touchdowns. I think the rushing number comes down because you you talked about it. You talked about the fact that Josh Allen has two problems mm-hmm. or has had two problems. mm mm-hmm. Number one, his failure to hit the checkdown. Yes,
1: he will not take what's he will not <laughs> yes. take what's there.
0: So if he cures that, which we've seen, we saw him do in practice and in preseason, and the other one, and I've talked about it for two years, is his launch angle on deep balls. Right. His launch angle is he's trying to throw bullets fifty yards downfield. Which when you talk about a launch angle, yeah, to hit a guy that way, you're talking about hit a pinpoint throw versus throwing him a rainbow. Drop JP a lost. Bucket. Drop it in a bucket. JP lost, but then allowing your receiver to run under it. If he can cure those two things, I, I don't even know where you. I don't. I don't know where you start. I don't. I don't know where you end. I don't know what the number is. Like, but to me, he's either going to be right around the same, which would put him at forty eight hundred yards, because I think he averaged three hundred per game, or he's going to eclipse five thousand. To me, easily. The, the hard part about all this stuff is like, if he if he breaks records or if any of these quarterbacks break records, it's in a seventeen game season, not a sixteen game season. So there's like an asterisk next to it anyway. But I don't.
1: What do you think? I mean, to me, five thousand is not unreachable. I think, I think in the sixteen-game aspect. So, say, say like, obviously, there's a seventeenth game. Let's take that out. Like, so, don't even include the statistics from the seventeenth game. I think Josh Allen will eclipse five thousand yards, and I think I think what we saw last year—that's year, that's rare air. It, it is. This is, and that's why I said it took me a while before I was confident to say this in public, because I don't want to be viewed as a homer. I don't want to be looked at it like I'm just saying craziness about you know. But I really feel like where he is at this point, again, those checkdowns. Again, he fixed – last season, we saw him get close to fix that launch angle. The deep ball looked good. This offseason, both he and Stephon Diggs said, yeah, but we didn't connect on the deep ball like we wanted to. The
0: funny thing about it
1: is – and I, I'm going to back you up on the checkdown thing. Mm-hmm. The funny thing about it is we don't want
0: him to change who he is. Right. Who Josh Allen is, is third and 21, throws a 30-yard touchdown. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see Josh Allen third and twenty one throw a checkdown. Right. I don't want that, Josh Allen. I want Josh Allen. Everybody's covered.
1: The rush is coming. I hit the checkdown. But we also do want. We don't want Josh to not be who he is. But we also do want first and twenty one or third and twenty one. Yeah, you throw a touchdown. But if the touchdown ain't there, you also because everybody's going to be cup. Co- There'll be in coverage. And if there, if it's not there, take the checkdown. I want to see. And I also want to see Josh. Take less hits, run out of bounds, t- slide. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, for sure. You know what I used to love about Peyton, and I know I have a lot of family. I lived in Indianapolis for about five years, so like I have family out there and friends. But the thing I used to love about Peyton, when guys would break the line to to get ready to sack him, he would literally just <laughs> he would just fall. He wouldn't sure. let them sack him. He for would sure. fall and okay, touch me. I know Josh ain't that dude. I'm not asking Josh to like lay down and, and just. T- But what I'm saying is, when when you see it coming and it's vicious and you don't think you could do the Josh Allen stuff, I'm just saying when you when you see it coming and you know, oh, I can't react quick enough to be Josh. You remember Dred? Do you remember Drew Bledsoe? (laughs) Drew Bledsoe would
0: never go down. He had like three guys tackling him, and he would be just an anchor, and he would not fall down.
1: He just stand there. Well, and the thing is, Josh has the ability to not go down and get out of a lot of those. But then you have some guys like. You got some guys where it's like, no, get the hell down. I don't want you taking a hit from this dude. Like Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Sunday, we got a guy coming in here at TJ Watt. I do not if, want. If he plays. He's think, playing. He's playing. He's play? He was in practice today. Um, they got everything. It, it seems like they got everything figured out. He's part of the team. He's, he's, he'll be here. We haven't got to figure it out. They haven't, He hasn't signed a contract extension. It's not all figured out. He's playing. He's playing. And Brandon Ingram's playing. Like, people forget Brandon Ingram's Mel- there. Melvin Ingram. Melvin. Yeah, people forget Melvin Ingram's there. It, that's 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 tough. He's got some he's
0: got these doesn't have a lot of tread on the tires, but Melvin Ingram is still there. Listen, is
1: there now? I tell you what, at the end of his career, Bruce was still I'm not saying Melvin is Bruce, but I'm saying at the end of his career, he was still Bruce. You know, he, he wasn't the same Bruce as he was the first 10 years, but he was Bruce, and there was times oh he look, I'm just saying, man. Yeah, but you got to trust this offensive line. I do, which is a perfect lead, and I mean a segue to what we want to talk
0: about next, which I is do. Just matchups, right? So game matchups in this football game. And by the way, every time for those of you that are watching, it, when I look away from Spence, I'm looking to my laptop just to basically <laughs> control this whole entire thing. But uh, as far as matchups goes, you know, we obviously want to talk about wide receivers, Steelers wide receivers to the Bills defensive backs, Bills wide receivers to the, to, to the Steelers defensive backs. But that the lines mm-hmm. is a great place to have a conversation. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it. We've said it a couple times that the Steelers are going to trot out, I think, four rookie offensive linemen. Is that right?
1: Yeah. Four. Four. Which is unheard of.
0: It's unheard of. I said, so Ben Woods, I go to Ben Woods' gym at STA Performance. So does the market dominator, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which a lot of Bills players go there, and so do their kids, uh, to work out. I said to Ben today, I don't know if Ben Roethlisberger makes it through this season with four rookie offensive linemen. Absolutely. And, he's, got, he's got cement feet at this point. He's and, not
1: running out of the pocket. And listen, I drafted Najee Harris in my dynasty league. Not for this year. I don't know he's if gonna he's be good this year, but not for this year. You get what I'm saying? Like I got him because I got him on a contract for four years. I, right now, man, I'm worried. Sterling, um, Sterling furrow from cover one is on the chop up and um, that's going to air Saturday. But on the chop up, he said, so the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers has played collectively for their careers, not even together collectively for their careers, less than 3,000 snaps. Deion Dawkins has more than 4,500 snaps by himself. It's crazy. So when you think about that, it's like, look, yeah, these guys are professionals. They made it to the NFL, so apparently they have talent. Apparently they know what they're doing. But that doesn't mean that they have the experience. The guys on the other side, you got Mitch Morse on the other side. You got Deion Dawkins. On, you got Daryl Williams and Felicia. Come on. you got these. You got these dogs on the other side. And to, bring, and to bring that relevance into play, as far as how important that is,
0: Josh Allen was known for being about ten to 20,000 snaps less right. than Lamar Jackson, than the other guys that Baker came out, and, yeah. and Baker and everybody else. ten to 20,000 snaps. And now that he's getting those snaps, <laughs> you see the maturation. Right. Which is what you're talking about. That's my phone ringing. <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs> Joe Popular. Sorry,
0: That's my phone ringing, everybody. I apologize.
1: Joe Popular, y'all. <laughs> but um, yeah, so to your point, the, when, you're, when you catch up on snaps, now you see what Josh looks like. So yeah, in a year, two years, you do get to see what the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers looks like. You do get to see them, but at that time, will Ben? You know, at that time, will Ben be ready to? I don't. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. So I don't know. But the other matchup that I want to talk about, or the other matchup that I would be um, interested to talk about right now. What do you think about the the offensive matchup for Pittsburgh versus the defensive matchup for the Bills, as far as receivers and cornerback or receivers and secondary? It's going to be fun to watch, just because they've got a lot of talent
0: as wide receivers, mm-hmm. right? And we have three corners mm-hmm. and three def- three three safeties on this roster, and vice versa, we've got a lot of talent on the on the on, as wide for wide receivers, and obviously against their defensive backs, Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick being you know one of their well, Joe Hayden's on that football team as well. Sorry, I'm a little rattled just about the, the just uh, fixing the foot the the phone call thing. Oh, my um, bad. Um no, yeah. it's fine. I don't I don't know that I have an answer. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm a
1: little worried. For me it's about the defensive line. Right. Well, Josh Josh made mention yesterday in his presser about Hayden. He talked about he yes, talked about the defensive back or you know, the the secondary and he said like, look, these guys are not you know, these guys are not a slouch and, and these guys are tough. So so actually again on the chop up, Kristen uh from Mafia Babes made it clear. Like, look, do not sleep on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I that, get has, it. that hasn't happened yet. I know. And so it's coming out Saturday. Everybody will hear it. But but she made it clear. Do not sleep on the Pittsburgh. Like, yeah, no, Buffalo's sure. here. The offense is here. Our defense we think is back. We got Grood out there and he looks great. Like he looks like I can't wait to be Grood. I can't wait. But the thing is. It's still a Hall of Famer or soon to be Hall of Famer out there playing quarterback. I'm not a big fan of Juju, but I saw Juju do impressive things at times. What happened with him last year, as far as his performance? Yeah, or, it, like it just he just kind of vaporized. It just to me it looked like he um, with Antonio Brown he was dominant. And I, I think the thing is he's not a, he's not a, a alpha male in that sense. And I don't mean it in a disrespectful way, but I don't think he's a number one wide receiver. He's the kind of guy – so, for instance, he's John Brown to me. John that's Brown a, that's played – That's a good comp. He played number one, and he had number one numbers, but his number one numbers didn't look like Stefan Diggs' number one numbers. So, now, when Stefan Diggs was here, if he could have stayed healthy, it probably would have been the best season that John Diggs, or John Brown would have had. But he got injured. To me, that's Juju. Juju has all of the talent to do it. But he just he can't seem to put it together to be one. And I also don't think he was um I don't think he was focused on football last year. I think he was focused on Juju Smith's Schuster as a brand.
0: So to me, to answer your question, the the wide receiver defensive back battle on both sides comes down to the offensive and defensive line battles. Mm-hmm. So it's the Bills offensive line against the Steelers defensive line, which we saw last year the Bills have trouble early, right, in that mm-hmm. football game. And then they put Darrell Williams on an island with TJ Watt of which he handled, and then they double teamed uh, the dude, uh, Hayward, uh, mm-hmm. Cam Hayward in the middle. To me, I think the Bills can win that matchup. Same guys. Although, Cody Ford is now playing right tackle, whereas last year was John Feliciano. Shout out to
1: Cody Ford. I just want to shout. I, I love Cody Ford in a special way, yeah. but go ahead. For sure.
0: But and, and McDermott did come out and say that he trusts all three of the guys. So he trusts Bucker, he trusts Ford, and he trusts Feliciano. They asked him who's going to rotate guys. He said he didn't know whether he was going to go with continuity or he was going to rotate he wasn't sure. However, he was good with both. I don't believe that. I think he has his preferences. Right. <laughs> um, regardless, I think our offensive line can handle their defensive line. Yeah. I'm not so sure. I want to believe their defense. Their offensive line cannot handle our defensive line. That's what
1: I want to believe. I want to believe.
0: I don't, which, which then translates into that wide receiver cornerback matchup on both right. sides.
1: I don't, I don't want to wish for anybody to be injured. I don't. But what I'm telling you is I very much hope that our defensive line gets to pin Roethlisberger early in all. A bunch. So, I don't want him to get injured, last the whole game, make it the season, but I really hope that he leaves Orchard Park on Sunday limping. Like, I hope he's like, damn, them boys were serious. That's a cold front up in Western New York. That's, that's I want, I want it to be real, and I want people to know, like, no, the Bills are for real, man. It can't be a cold front without Mario Williams. It can. Groot is here. Groot is here, man. It can. I don't think Groot is Mario. He's not, but... He can develop. He can. He can get there. You see the traits. I was. I was. I'm, I admit it. I wasn't the one to be excited about it. He has all the traits to be an epic, elite defensive end. You know. Let me ask you this, man, because actually I looked at the clock. We're getting close to it, man. What, what's, your great, what's your prediction? How do you feel like we're going to do Perfect it? Perfect segue into what I just clicked Look on. Look at me. We've been doing this for a year <laughs> and a half, man. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, in the comment
0: section of the Humpty Hotline, if you are on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter, throw, me, throw us right now uh, just some of your game predictions, uh, both final scores uh, for this game as well as Josh Allen's stats. I'll do my best to throw them up. Uh, Josh Allen numbers. I think he's probably going to break three, probably 305, 310, probably two touchdowns. I look, believe it or not, I think Devin Singletary is going to have a good football game. I don't know why. I just feel like Devin Singletary is going to have a a good football game.
1: I can see that. Um, I think Devin had a good showing during the offseason, so I could very easily see why people would be excited about him going into the season. Um, Tia Stell in the chat while she's in the room. <laughs> my girl, thirty-one twenty-seven bills or thirty-one twenty-seven. Okay, thirty-one twenty-seven bills, bills is what Tia Stell says. Shout out to Built in Buffalo, all my guys over there. A plus, he's a rich, but I call him a plus because that's my name to call him. Shout out to my man, uh, who's all over there, Justice. My man Dave. Shout out to who am I missing? I'm gonna miss somebody. Charges in my mind and not my heart. Uh, who you got? You what's the score? You DM3? get game three? I said Dave. I didn't, I didn't give I didn't give a score yet. Oh. That's a Dave. I didn't miss Dave. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm missing somebody. I love you all. Whatever. <laughs> Spence loves everybody. I do.
0: Loves everybody. I
1: really do. I, I didn't give a score yet. What do you have? Um, my score prediction is uh, 35 to 14 Buffalo. I like that score. 35 to 14. I think there's a field goal in there somewhere though. 35-17. No, I think there's a field goal for the Bills in there. I I think I think if it is, I think it's purely on flex. Like, I think it's purely on saying, you know what, Tyler, go out there and kick a 58-yarder just for fun. I think we're probably in that 31-10 to 10 range. I respect that. The reason why I'm going to score, I'm going, and it's not it sounds disrespectful to Steelers fans. It's, it's not a disrespect. What I think it is, I think it's everything that we just talked about. I think the offensive line has a lot to prove, and I think our defensive line is hungry. Brandon Bean made it very clear on the third preseason game. In the second half, he was out there talking on the broadcast or it may have been the second quarter, but he said, no, going into this season, our defensive line is a strength. He made it clear, like, let's see, 17 to 10. All right, Jen, I see you. 34-17, Triggs, shout out to Triggs. Um, oh, keep talking. But, yeah, I just see it where it's like now the defensive line is a strength, and their, offenses, their offensive line is a question mark. So that's a battle that I feel like the Bills are going to win. Stephon Diggs is that dude. Emmanuel Sanders is really that dude, too. So, to me, that's the most exciting part about this football game and this season is to see what Emmanuel Sanders is going to bring. Because we couldn't see what he was last year. Like, a lot of people were like, well, he didn't do well down there in New Orleans. First of all, Drew Brees was playing with a broken rib, a half a shoulder. But can we talk about the
0: fact that – can we talk about the fact just for a second that Brandon Bean coveted John Brown for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then we got – when they got John Brown finally in the – in the like in the room and what they were able to do with him. And this this – this front office doesn't miss often. They, they were looking at they were looking at him a couple years ago. Right. They Emmanuel Sanders is yeah. also that guy they've wanted.
1: So I'm really intrigued to see what Emmanuel Sanders is going to bring to this football team. What I'm going to tell y'all is do not sleep on his speed. I know I know he's not looked at anymore like a speed guy. I'm telling you in New Orleans, right. It's impossible last season to run routes deep down the field and get a completion because Drew Brees just ain't Drew Brees. That's yeah. why he retired. No, they were
0: talking about that on Good Morning Football today. They were talking about just the fact that Jameis Winston's going to push the ball downfield, mm-hmm. that Sean Payton wants to push the ball downfield, and obviously Brees was unable to push the ball downfield last year.
1: So now you have a quarterback in Josh Allen that can throw that thing out the state. So now you got two guys that can stretch the field that way. And then let's not forget that Gabriel Davis is not looking like a second-year wide receiver. Gabriel Davis looks like he could go to another team and be wide receiver, too. I think he's going to – statistically, I think he's going to be the second best receiver on this team. All right, game prediction. My game – I gave it 35-17. Josh. Oh, Josh. Josh is going to go – I'm going to give him 360. Three rushing – I mean, three passing touchdowns and one rushing. Three rushing – three passing and one rushing.
0: So what was your final score?
1: 35 to 17. I changed it to 17. So the five
0: touchdowns, he accounts for four of them. Mm -hmm.
1: And Devin will get the other. That's a big number. Yeah.
0: That's a big number. And then uh, I was going to ask you another question, but I can't remember what it was. off top. My hot
1: take, though. Let me give you a hot take. Hot take. Hot take, ladies and gentlemen. I think Buffalo Bills fans are going to be reintroduced to Reggie Gilliam in a very unique way. I think Reggie Gilliam is going to be a part of this team in a way that we haven't seen a fullback slash tight end be in probably about six, seven years, maybe a little bit longer than that. I like it. I do. I think maybe that touchdown that Josh doesn't get goes to, you know, I don't know, but he's going to be part of the team. He's going to catch balls out the backfield. He's going to block. He's also going to be a big part. I think Josh Allen's stats for the season, as far as rushing touchdowns go down. I know we all think he's the best weapon in it in the red zone. He is. I think they're going to use Josh in that capacity when it's a dire need. I think, Right now, our offense is so high-powered that they're not going to want hits, extra hits on Josh. Reggie, go ahead and get. We saw it in the preseason. He got two, yeah, two in one game. Yeah, I don't, and I get it. It wasn't a game plan. It's very vanilla, but I, I think he worked hard last year to really make the team fall in love.
0: I can admit, and I, I I'm here for the man to say that you were on the Reggie Gilliam train long before anybody Bills Mafia even really knew who he was.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. He, um, when he he was practicing and running routes last season before he made the team. And I'm like, no, this guy's making the scene, man. Like, it's over. He's, he's on the roster. Yeah, you were like, Reggie Gilliam. I was like, who? <laughs> so I still feel that way. I, I feel like, but this year, I feel like he's better. He's become a better version of himself. For sure. So, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen,
0: you have been watching the Humpty Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Multicast Network, and you're clearly listening to it now if you are not watching it live. Brought to you by the Market Dominator, John Spaz. Check my guy. You can reach him at 716-570-3298. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, uh, any final thoughts before we close this thing out?
1: Uh, my final thoughts I mean, you can still do your outro, but my final thoughts are love each other, live in peace, and stay positive and test negative. That is the J Spence, like that is my that thought. J
0: Spence outro,
1: it but I mean, that's what I said, do your outro, but those are my final thoughts. I don't thoughts,
0: know like. I have any outros better than that. I think, I think my only outro is just basically
1: go Bills, go Bills. <laughs>